Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Gen Ed. And we are super excited to have with us someone actually from our own WAVE team, who is the fabulous video media lead, Allison Chang. So, Allison, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Um, My name is Alison Chang. I live in London and I study in the city. Um, And I grew up here, although I was born in Taiwan. I moved here when I was about six years old. Um, And yeah, I'm really into acting and all things theatre, especially sort of directing and taking that front, taking things into my own hand. Um, so I've been into musical theatre ever since, ever since I was a really young uh, child. And now that I've grown up a bit, I've decided to go into the niche of script writing and also just a lot of filmography. And hence why I am the video media co-lead here at Wave. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I didn't know that you were interested in theatre. I too am interested. Have you ever gone to see a play at the Globe? Um, oh no, not at the Globe and the Shakespeare um, Theatre in London, unfortunately. I don't know why, actually. I think I was meant to, especially during COVID, but then obviously everything shut down. But mm. definitely in the West End, and um, I was lucky enough to go to New York once, and we got to see so many shows on Broadway. Um, oh, what shows? Yeah, um, it was like Come From Away, Dear Evan Hansen, there was also... Yes, I'm uh, going to go see the Broadway tour of Dear Evan Hansen in Toronto. You're uh, going to love it. It's so good. Bring some tissues, though, because it's really hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Iceman cometh. There were so many more. I can't remember mm. now. I think Wicked is like a classic you have to see. And Phantom of the Opera. It's like Broadway. I went to go see Wicked oh, on Broadway yes. uh, in like 2014. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen um, like shows like Matilda or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Because I feel like mm-hmm. those are more British, but they're definitely still popular, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've gone and seen both. Um, yeah, cool. Not musicals though. I don't know if we're still talking about musicals right now. I haven't seen the musicals of either of those. Oh, they are musicals. Mm-hmm. We have them in the West End, and they've been running since like for forever. To be honest, that's that not I've a musical in America. Wow. Um, well, Lewis is in Canada. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, right. All right. So I'm isolated. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, in the U.S. Cultural isolate. Um, no, I think there is, like, I remember, like, watching the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade, like, how much more American can you get from that? But, like, um, mm-hmm. there's been, like, little clips, or not clips, like, they do little acts and scenes from, and I remember Matilda was one of them. But it's also, like, a yeah. movie, too. Can I just comment? Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is not a thing here. Like... <laughs> It's, it's not a thing really here either. Thing here. <laughs> That's why I said it was such an American thing. <laughs> like we have a Thanksgiving. It's a different date than American Thanksgiving. It's like a month later or a month earlier. I honestly don't know. But it's there's a there's a month's difference between them at least. Um, but it's just a day off. And really, it's just an excuse for our teachers to give us extra homework. Um <laughs> And that's that's really all it that is. Honestly, like that's my, my first memory of high school, which starts in seventh grade here, is uh, getting a ton of homework for Thanksgiving weekend. And that's it was just a bunch of grammatical exercises and writing <laughs> assignments. And like, that's that's it. That's all I had. And I, that was like the first like huge assignment I had in high school. 
And it stayed with me ever since. Like Thanksgiving weekend is the homework weekend of the term. Like <laughs> now that's you're when you're tortured you really, by Thanksgiving. You, exactly. That's when you that really learn like... to know your teachers. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible holiday in Galiza. <laughs> what are you guys thankful for? Why is there a Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh. In, in the uh, US? In, in Canada? I, mean, I, I don't know, know in the US it's for the American Revolution, right? No, isn't isn't that for like uh, the no, pilgrims and the Mayflower? It's for the pilgrims, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What, a, what yeah. about in Canada? I don't know. It's to have, an, <laughs> it's to have a Canadian equivalent to uh, to the to the American one, I guess. And just so to thankful eat. to your teachers that they give you homework. Well, I know that Ontarians celebrate Thanksgiving, but it's definitely not a thing like in the states. Like there are no parades, no parades whatsoever. Honestly, we don't have that many parades here in general, except for Pride. That's literally the only parade we have, and maybe Canada Day. Uh, but this year was cancelled for um, various reasons. The Indigenous schools, the children that were found, etc., etc., etc. But um, the U.S., they have a par parade for absolutely everything. Like, there's a parade for every other holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a Christmas parade? Is that a thing? Um, actually, in San Antonio. A Christmas? Is there a Christmas parade? Um, I don't know about Christmas. I don't think so, but I'm not quite entirely sure. Uh, in San Antonio, we actually have a parade <laughs> called the Battle of the Flowers. And it's like Ooh. just a day to party. It's like a whole week. We get off like... A day of school and there's just a ton of parades i think uh, i'm such a poor person to ask like talk about this parade because i don't even know what it's about i think there was like some flower battle and now they just they <laughs> such a text what they like that is so a flower battle yeah it's like <laughs> i don't know I, that is a great hashtag I, I want i want someone to give me a hashtag flower battle t-shirt like put it's that called the battle of please. flowers yeah, and it's it's a crazy thing. Like all of San Antonio, like goes to this like thing, and it's a really big celebration. It's in April, but well, the more you know. Thanks That's for that. Crazy. It's really interesting. <laughs> I mean, are there parades in London besides like um, the Queen and King? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like King. What King? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. King, I guess. <laughs> no, Queen Elizabeth's never gonna die. She's immortal. Mm -hmm. Um, but. I, I'm not really sure because I'm not a very big parade fan myself, but um, we've obviously got the Notting Hill Carnival, which is super, super popular every, um, I'm not sure if it's every year, but I'm going to say it's every year. Um, oh God, I, I don't want to come onto this podcast and be like, oh, I don't know anything about London at all. Um, <laughs> as far we as I know. I'm calling it Life in London. But uh, we may have to retitle that. So far, we've spent only an infinitesimally small part of it talking about London. <laughs> Talk about parades the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> so what's it like going to uh, university in London? Um, how's it like studying theatre? Oh, I actually don't. I'm not a university student yet. So oh. um, I'm actually still in high school, which is called secondary school here but I've just graduated like I want to put that in quotation marks because I've just done my GCSEs which is like I guess if Americans work towards their SATs 
the British people work towards their GCSEs and you take them when you're 16 and once you're done uh, there's no legal requirement for you to stay in education any longer so you can go into whatever you want to do um, so that could be apprenticeships like you can find jobs but I'm going into college or sixth form which is basically just your second last years in high school and during those years you get to really focus down on like what you want to study so for the first couple of five years in high school so during secondary school uh, you take 11 subjects that's the standard and um, it's quite a broad curriculum and then once you get into sixth form you narrow it down to maybe three or four subjects sometimes even five if you're extreme um, and you really really go in depth with those so I guess I'm studying Latin biology, chemistry, and uh, religious studies slash philosophy slash ethics for my A-levels. Um, and then hopefully for university, I hope to narrow it down to, I'm really keen in studying anthropology at the moment. Um, I know that's not like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to be employed in the future, but um, uh, I think it's a really interesting study. So, you are yeah, literally guess... a mini me from like two years ago. First of all, okay, <laughs> all of that is that is my specific curriculum. I did I did the international baccalaureate program, and oh, yeah. I did my extended essay thesis in um, linguistic anthropology, and or what they call social and cultural anthropology. I don't know why they have to add social and cultural because that's what anthropology it's is to fancy. begin with. But whatever. Um, and I studied the impact of uh, the sociocultural changes in Heian period Japan on the development of hiragana um, in women's literature, wow. um, which was not fun, <laughs> <laughs> which, which was really a pain because I decided to choose a subject from halfway across the world and I did not have any resources at my disposal for the subject. There was just a lot of literature that I could read, but it was a lot of it was antiquated. No one has really studied um, like Japanology, which is not an official term, but that's what they like to use back in the 20th century. No one really study has studied that since like the 60s. Um, it's it's Westerners don't really talk about that anymore. And yes, I can read some Japanese. Um, but I'm not at a proficient reading level to uh, go through academic papers. <laughs> so I, I basically just had to base myself on a lot of translated work, a lot of foreign work, like let's say um, East Asian and Japanese uh, departments from other universities. Uh, there's like a lot of them in France, actually, that are very fascinated with Japan still, and they have huge departments studying this. Um, so I basically based myself a lot on French sources, translated sources, and then like 60s, 70s, 50s, 40s sources. Um, and a lot of it was not directly on my subject. And the reason why I chose my subject is because it was um, difficult and because it was very obscure. But uh, I went way too deep down the rabbit hole and bozel. Um and so it was it was a real pain. So if you do go into anthropology, um, definitely choose something that is much closer to what you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into the obscure because you'll never find a Thank way out. For that <laughs> so you mentioned, um, Allison, how you were interested in biology and chemistry. What aspects of that? What got you interested into that? 
Oh, I don't know. I guess, um, oh, I wouldn't really know how to answer this. I think I just wanted to keep my options open. So I'm doing half humanity mm. subjects and then half sciencey subjects. Because to be honest, I do want to pursue education in the United States for university and I know that um, for the majority of universities there you've got a really really wide uh, range of subjects like you go in in the UK you go into university straight off the bat you're studying your major and so that's why there's only three years of um, your course your degree course here but I know in America it's like four years um, so yeah I guess I just chose biology because I'm really interested in uh, the evolution side of things and for chemistry I really like organic chemistry so um, <laughs> like studying hydrocarbons and how you make fuel I think that's really interesting how you can apply science to real world real life um, situations so yeah have you taken organic chemistry yet yeah but i don't think we've delved deep enough so if you ask me a question right now i'm like 98 <laughs> I, I won't be able to do it because <laughs> you speak with the admiration of someone who has never actually taken <laughs> organic chemistry and felt that pain <laughs> have you no no it's a really important course and a really important subject but it's like it is one of the yeah, most difficult sure. like freshman courses that you can oh, take sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's not freshman in all universities but it's like second year yeah. sophomore course anyhow um yeah, yeah I'm planning on majoring in biochemistry I'm going to like go to my first year at college so you know I love like physical chemistry and all Ooh. that jazz like electrochemistry I really liked electrochemistry surprisingly except I hate the physics aspect Oh, like aspect of it I just yeah I don't think anyone likes physics, physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went into a program um which surprising okay what's re what's really surprising that I didn't realize is that actually um here in Quebec our education system is really similar to in the UK um wherein we have uh five years of high school which is secondary mm -hmm. school from like seventh grade to 11th grade and then after that we have two years of college which is CEGEP and then we go into a three-year university bachelor's and we start off with our major right away as well um, so we don't have a freshman year a lot of foreign students coming here will have a freshman year but we start off in our first year in our sophomore year and that's what I'm going into um, so I've already done a lot of the freshman courses in my college uh, which is my CEGEP uh, and so I already did organic chemistry, I already did basic biology, I did cellular biology, physiology. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this, but I just know it's really no, similar. Yeah, it and it, was, like I, it really surprised me how similar yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it sounds literally the same. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you thought about It's what... not the case for the rest of Canada, like Ontario, Manitoba is not the uh -huh. same. So have you thought about what uh, universities you want to look at? Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, specifically for America I'm thinking of um the like the five university that um what am I saying the five universities that give need blind admissions like they do that sort of thing because I will be looking for financial aid um and so it would be really helpful if that didn't have an impact on my actual application um if I were to stay domestically in the UK I'm I really really do want to go to an Oxbridge University um, and or just a Russell Group University so 
those are quite prestigious and so I will have to work my butt off but I hope <laughs> that is where I end up yeah how yeah, about you school guys in, school in America well, is... I hope you definitely end up there mm-hmm. yeah. thank you I mean school in America is definitely <laughs> expensive so yeah oh my gosh yeah I don't want to be in debt for like it, my, it really boggles the mind every time you think about it. Like I hear every time I hear about school in America, I'm just like, how? How can it be so damn expensive? Yeah, here it's not as expensive as that. Especially the honestly. Ivy Leagues, like your or the private schools, you're looking at like tuition anywhere from like forty to fifty thousand U.S. dollars. That is, and and that's just tuition. So that's not even taken into account, like boarding or textbooks or like groceries and food um yeah wow uh maybe i'm reconsidering (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean i think if you apply to scholarships like just apply 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 you know that's all you can hope yeah. for is just getting a scholarship. I mean, you'll have to get some yeah. kind of scholarship to come to go study in I mean, the hey, but international students, uh, I think the uh, rate is actually really low now for America due to COVID. So you could have a really good shot. Ooh, Allison. okay. You could have a shot of getting in, yeah. but that doesn't mean you'll have a shot of, at affording <laughs> it. You'll have to find the scholarships to True. afford it. I just don't know if the, uh, the scholarships are available for international students, because I've been looking at a lot of them. And well, like, there are some, I'm sure. Okay, I'll have to do some more research into it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Competitions as well. Well, like, I know at least, like, I was looking at doing a, uh, doing doctorate studies at Oxford, and uh, I know that there are scholarships like specifically for international students. So I, I'd assume there'd be something similar at like the Ivy League schools in the States or mm-hmm. really anywhere yeah. um, or not anywhere. But in most places, I know in the States though, that there are quite a few universities that don't accept international students. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be an American to frequent some of the universities, like University of Cincinnati, some of their schools, uh, you specifically need to be an American citizen to even enroll, uh, which I found kind of interesting because that's not really a thing here. You you know, anyone can enroll. I know most schools have an international department specifically for people coming Mm. out of the country and... um, Yeah, in the UK, we take loads of international students. I think that's how most schools can fund themselves because they make the international (laughs) students pay a lot more than, yeah, home students. That's why it's so difficult to obtain a scholarship as an international student. (laughs) You're You're supposed to be a source of revenue, not a source of revenue loss. Yeah, they expect everyone to be rich, like... But oh, it's, I guess it's mm. corrupt, like the way universities are sort of a business rather than an education facility. It's just, I guess, to me at least, it just it's not right. It doesn't sit right with me. That's true. That is an issue with education. You know, that's part of Wave's mission <laughs> yeah. as well, in a way. I mean, we're sp- mostly aimed towards high school students, but we're also aimed towards, uh, you know, increasing the amount of democracy in the the education system as a whole and that also includes you know the transition phase from high school to university um, and convincing universities to make their application and acceptance policies more democratic 
Love that. Oh my gosh. Yay. <laughs> this is why we, 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 us three are all volunteering here. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, Allison, I saw that you also volunteer with a nonprofit, Dear Asian Youth. Could you tell yep. us more about that? I know you do the, their video editing as well. Yeah, okay. So um, I have a friend who is um, – she's with Dear Asian Youth, but also with the Dear Asian Youth London branch – and I thought that was super interesting. And obviously WAVE is, um, their mission sort of aligns with Dear Asian Youth in, in spreading um, just equality for the youth and um, giving the youth more chances. And I was like, oh, I, w- I would love to be behind this. Um, and so I reached out to my friend. She, I was like, are there any openings in either of the branches? And she was like, no, but I'll let you know. And then one day Dear Asian Youth opened up uh, spaces for video editors and I applied. Um, One of the biggest things on my CV was like, yeah, I volunteer at WAVE. Like this is the exact sort of (laughs) same non-profit style. Um, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I I landed on that, which is super cool. So far, I haven't been able to edit like too much because the team is quite large. So at WAVE, our video editing team, so there's me, there's Lily, who's the co-lead. And then we have like a team of five video editors with dear asian youth there are like sub branches within the team so you've got editors that edit specifically for the instagram and then others for tiktok others for youtube um and currently they're not producing many youtube videos so i haven't been able to do much um but it is quite a a nice community i would say in comparison to wave they're not as oh I don't know how to say this. Like, um, they're not as structured or organized. Like, their whole the whole team is organized on Discord, whereas on Wave it's on Slack. And so I thought that was really interesting, seeing Dear Asian Youth as such a big like brand at this point um, that they use Discord. I was like, cool. <laughs> Keeping in touch with the. I find Discord is a really fascinating platform. I mean, I would. Honestly, I would like if Discord included um, the thread aspect that Slack has, because that would really facilitate conversations. But then at the same time, honestly, on Slack, how many people actually use the threads? We we don't really use threads as efficiently as we could, I find. Like, they're pretty much only useful for, like, announcement situations. But, like, for actual conversations, it just gets really chaotic really fast. I think with Discord, it's a bit scary to me because there's like, you just don't know who you're talking to, I think. Because on Slack, at least when you click on their profile, you have all this information about them. On Discord, it's like their profile picture is a meme of a cat or a frog. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't know. I think it's just a bit scary. Yeah, I don't know how to use Discord. I am like in a few groups and I go and I'm like, what does this do? And I'm like, yeah. I'm playing music. I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, and you have to like pay to be able to do reactions and stuff. So on Wave, I'm always doing those like, you know, the the happy dancey ones. Like, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. on Discord, I'm not allowed to do that. It's like, it's a bit strange. It is kind of annoying, but I do like how, like, un- I think what's really cool is how unstructured Discord is, because you can really 
customize it the way that you want, especially with the bots, because that's not something that you can really do as easily in Wave. But in Discord, it's really easy to code and then, you know, integrate a bot into your server that to do something that would replace humans, which sounds terrible. But honestly, sometimes I would rather be replaced by a robot and not have to constantly <laughs> say hello to everyone. Uh, wow. <laughs> Or, you know, not have to send out reminders for this or that to people and just have a robot do it for me. You know, it would make it much less awkward. You're definitely a STEMI kind of guy, right? You really said it's easy uh, to code. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I um, am one of the administrators, uh, administrators of a youth nonprofit as well. Um, that promotes tech education coding in Canada and North America. Um, so I do have some kind of background in uh, code. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's so great. I can like barely get this recording up and working. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Well, okay. That's a common misconception. Just because I know how to code doesn't mean I'm good at IT. That's why there's a difference between like IT degrees and computer science degrees and, com and software engineering degrees. Because like, just because you know about one aspect doesn't mean that you're actually good at everything else. What like, is like actually you can know how to a code a program? <laughs> yeah, you know, like you can know like people who know how to build computers know nothing about coding them. People who know about coding them know nothing about building them. And people know, who know how to code software don't necessarily know automatically how to use another piece of software. Like they don't have, you know, because what you just because you can see something, you can think, oh, it might be coded like this, but you don't know because there are so many different languages. It's just like, it's just like real human language. You know, you see a facade of a person and based on what they look like, you can make assumptions about what languages they might speak, but you honestly don't know until you interact with them and get beneath the surface. And that's the same thing with any piece of any piece of software. You look at it, you can guess, okay, well, this was probably made with this, but honestly, I have no clue. And honestly, you have to be really advanced to be able to guess what, a, what software was, like what coding language was used to program a specific piece of software. Yeah. But um, it's a really interesting analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't automatically know everything about. Uh, <laughs> you know, you were saying how to upload a piece of a piece of uh, audio. I would not be any more enlightened than you as to how to do that <laughs> if I had no experience <laughs> with the software that you were using. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just doing the it's podcast like was like a huge learning code, just like figuring out how to upload audio and then splice it all together. I remember adding the very first podcast and it taking me like two hours because I was trying to download Audacity and I was just downloading random software. I'm like, I don't even know what these letters mean. It's just <laughs> telling me to go to J-E-F and I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in how you both started with the podcast. Like, I'm sure people would be interested to know um, how to start their own and what sort of software you use. Um, I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we use uh, anchor.fm for the distribution aspect. Ooh. And that really simplifies things mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, it, it automatically distributes it to um, 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, tons of other ones that I cannot name, but they, they exist as well and people use them apparently. Um, and you can listen to the podcast on any of those platforms and uh, Anchor just automatically sends it to all of those platforms for us. And, you know, we can also create the the uh, description on that and the title and have a little opening audio uh, track, all of that put together. And all of those would be compatible with the platforms it sends it to as well. So that also really helps. As for the audio splicing, I haven't actually set up an episode yet. So Alana has more input on that aspect. Well, Luz is going to soon be learning how to do all of the splicing. Oh, um, but I know uh, Dan, the uh, podcast, uh, the my co-host before, he would use um, GarageBand just like on Apple, oh, like MacBook. Right. And I tried it and i just had no clue what i was doing i think i edited maybe one episode with that um but audacity really works for me um and i, I just download it's a free software and do you have mac or windows i have mac but i used windows oh. before so i learned how to like do this Ooh. whole editing on like an hp and now i'm on a mac mm. but audacity works on a lot of different um you know it does. GarageBand so. does not, yeah. however. Yeah. GarageBand is, Garage is such an OP Apple. piece of technology. I love yeah. that. It's like I don't know how to use GarageBand. <laughs> it's so really? easy to use. No, it's though. not. No. I, when I remember when I was a kid, like having it because it's a pre-installed app on like most devices. Yeah. That if you've got an Apple device, um, I remember seeing it on my iPad and I wanted to play with it, and I literally did not know a single thing. Like, are you musically gifted? Is that why? When I was in elementary school, that's all we did. We played with GarageBand on the school computers, like, all <laughs> the time. What? We would works. We did, like, the painting. Well, there weren't any other programs oh, yeah, on the Yeah, we computer. did. Um, oh, what's it called? <laughs> Picto. Oh, the, the, line, the penguin. The Linux penguin paint. That we did. We had something what else, it was like, Scratch or something. Um, yeah, scratch. it's like I just so remember you're younger like, than us. Use scratch. I never doing, got to use scratch. What's scratch? I don't even remember. It was like no, scratch like is like a. Um, it is. It's a coding. It's like teaches kids to code with like little games and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I remember oh. being terrible at them. <laughs> I, I remember like elementary school in the U.S. They would try to do these games like to get us to type, like you know the right way. Oh yeah, but people would yes. just poke the poke the keyboard, and I'm over here A B C <laughs> trying to do it right way. But now I can like <laughs> T Rex hands. Yeah, oh, yeah, T Rex hands. Do you guys know how we actually didn't have that in elementary school? Do you guys? We honestly, I only started typing classes. Well, I didn't have typing classes. We're not in the 70s, but I had uh, like a generalized tech class where we specifically were forced to learn to type faster and um forced being the keyword there and it we started that in like seventh grade eighth grade when i was already in high school um yeah Lovely. <laughs> that's my main memory of my tech class like first it was the typing and like basically being traumatized because you could not type fast enough and your grade depended on how fast you Great, could type that's tough um and yeah, it was it was really weird. Like it's, it was and it was almost directly related. Like you would have your typing speed 
and your grade would be like two times that. So if it's 40 words a minute, you'd have an 80. If it's 50 words a minute, you'd have 100. Oh. And then, you know, it, it, and then it went down like it was only 1.5 times that uh, the next year. So if it was 40 words a minute, you'd only get like 60. And then you would have to get like, you know, much you'd have to get at least 60 to get a 90. Um, <laughs> right now, I think I only tap like 60, 60 words a minute. Words, yeah. I practiced for the yeah, yeah, I practiced for the um, the med school uh, exam, the Casper examination. Um, which is like a replacement for MCATs um, in certain universities. And it's, it's more popular here in Canada, but I know that certain universities in the States also use it. Um, and for that, you have to like type responses to situational problems. And you, and you only have a limited amount of time. You have like five minutes per question, and there's like three sub-questions. Um, so I had to type a lot for that. Wow. So did you plan on going to medical <laughs> school at one point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until about 10 months ago, I was going to go to med school. What changed? <laughs> I decided I didn't want to go to med school. That's, that's as simple as that. <laughs> After I made the application and all of that, I was like, you know what? I don't really want to go to med school right away. Um, because I decided that I didn't want to limit myself like that. I want to get an actual bachelor's first. Because here... Here, you don't have to get a bachelor's before med school. You can get into med school and do one year concentrated pre-med and then directly enter into the program. I know that in the UK, because I did research about it, it's like an integrated thing where you get both a bachelor's and an MD degree at the same time. Here, you don't get a bachelor's. You just get the MD degree. Oh, that's so and it's just one year more. I haven't heard of it, but it sounds sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I looked, I looked at University of Edinburgh. And they have like a six-year program where you do both, and it like it it alternates between. That was kind of odd. I found like it alternated oh. between theory and then you practical and then theory again. So like if you dropped out halfway through, you wouldn't have like a full degree. Hmm. You have to do the full thing to get a both. A full degrees. six years. Wow, I could mm. not imagine yeah. going through that. Like also why I can't imagine being a doctor <laughs> because of the amount of years that you have to go and study for. <laughs> um but like are you guys interested in taking gap years though mm. i mean alana what's your opinion okay so she's right now basically still in school so <laughs> uh well i've been doing this research program for a summer you know what why would i spend five weeks of my summer doing a research program mm, i don't know but anyway i'm doing that and then it continues <laughs> but um you know, I want to go to medical school. So that would be four years of like college or university and then four years medical school. And then you go on like three years residency. And then and then if you want to specialize oh, into something, that's like another two years, which is like I depending on the specialty. Wow. Yeah, depending on the specialty. And so I'm looking at something like oncology, like hematology, oncology, which is like cancer. And so. That, there goes half my life. Um, but you know what? <laughs> mm -hmm. I like learning. I like uh, people sometimes. So, sometimes. you know, sometimes. You know yeah. <laughs> Are you I mean, hey, look, we're we with the technology that we have today, we can afford to spend half our lives doing things because honestly, it's not even going to be half our lives anymore. It'll be like a third of our yeah, lives. Yeah, but regarding Ooh. a like, a gap year, I would probably like uh, I might do a semester abroad, 
So during my four years here, I might like, I want to go to Spain. I would like to too, yeah. honestly. So, yeah. I want to yeah, travel. But, I'd honest, I want yeah. to try and like do like a semester abroad in, uh, in Kyoto um, and like at University of Kyoto and in Japan. Japan? Okay. Um, but to do that, I would have to, yeah. The thing is their, their semesters don't, don't line up the same with ours. They start at different times. So it overlaps. So that might end up meaning that I would have to like take another semester. And if I have to take another semester, well, then I'll have like another half a year where I'm not doing anything. So it's kind of like a gap year, yeah. I guess. Well, just going back to Alana really quickly, are you a Grey's Anatomy fan? I feel like not anymore. I feel like I just have to finish watching it all. <laughs> like I yeah, need to know. Long, it's a long I need to know what happened. So I like finished like up to season like the newest season. Um, but it's not at all like a normal hospital. It's just all about like sex and dating how many seasons are there i mean they 17. had to fill you know they have to fill it with something like and it just keeps going. 17 yeah. yeah and like everyone dies seasons. <laughs> well no oh spoilers God. um i don't even know <laughs> another show that has that many seasons like days of yeah. our lives oh. but i guess it's like the same length of how long it takes for you to become a doctor it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one it's accurate well i mean i don't know 17 years they've basically gone through like the full cycle from like beginning of college all the way to yeah. like end of your fellowship yeah. now like <laughs> they're running out of running out of uh of years to uh to, of things to show i think at this point like <laughs> yeah but i think shonda rhimes is just a great writer she always comes up with new things mm, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah that's what i admire that shows that can go on for longer than three seasons because yeah. a lot of shows the first season is good you know the second season is also good end. but by the end of the second season a lot of shows if they're like if their shtick is really too too um restricted they kind of fall apart after the second season and like you can feel that the you know the writer is just grasping at straws yeah. at this point um, so what's so it like script writing like um oh okay well um the process is like i think of an idea um i look at what sort of audience that i want to be targeting and then it's just a whole process of brainstorming and seeing what goes well with what. Um, so I'm quite new at script writing right now, but currently I've been sort of writing for shorter films and more student-like films. Um, that way it's more attainable for me as I begin the journey. But um, I'm actually like uh, an actress. So I have experience with like looking at other people's scripts and it's really interesting learning off of them. Um, I hope to take some courses in the future though for like script writing specifically. But yeah, on mm -hmm. the topic of acting, like how, have you guys, are you um, interested in the in industry or like are you familiar with? I love how she's interviewing <laughs> us more when we're interviewing her, you know? <laughs> I was, I was actually, I was going to ask you, I also am an actor. I was going to ask you, however, what productions. Yeah, okay. I, I will ask you that afterwards as well. <laughs> because now I'm <laughs> to know. 
but um yeah I'm signed with like an agency so obviously oh, I said wow. at the beginning where um I was really interested in musical theatre so I went to this like academy when I was really young from the age of seven and uh the guy the director of the company at the time he knew that I was really into acting so he offered me whether I wanted to join the agency or not and I obviously I accepted I was like of course um and so ever since then it's just been sort of auditioning um now it's a lot of self-tape like online auditioning but um Mm. yeah I've been in have you heard of the film Justice League it's like a DC comic time Mm -hmm. film yeah I was I was in that, which was oh, it was. You forgot we're talking. We're talking. You're talking to North American audience <laughs> here. It's, it's, obvious, <laughs> it's impossible that we haven't heard you're of Justice kidding, League because, like, everyone <laughs> I talk to in the UK, they're like, "No, what's that?" I have to be. No, oh, it's super popular. Yeah, superhero movies. Really? Super popular. Superhero movies are but do you guys? Yes. Did you like it though? Are you like a DC or Marvel fan? That's always the conversation. Uh, I much prefer, I much prefer the way Marvel does things. I mean, yeah, they're, you know, their characters are kind of, it doesn't make sense how some characters are as strong as others and whatnot, but DC, I mean, they literally just used Superman as a deus ex machina and he just like saves everyone. And, you know, that's no fun. Like if Superman just goes and what's the point of having the other people in the Justice League? I, yeah, me too. I'm a Marvel fan. I think DC takes itself too seriously sometimes, and it's just not it's not fun anymore. Yeah, you're right. Um, and but- this is from coming someone who was in Justice League. <laughs> I know. I feel like such a like. I feel like I've betrayed them. Um, but the experience was so fun. I got to meet Gal Gadot, um, and this was when I was like pretty young, and so it was a huge experience for me. Um, pretty young i mean it only came out uh what three three yeah years ago? but i guess it films and then you've got like a year of uh post-production editing and stuff mm-hmm. and then it comes out so i was around 12 when it filmed now i'm 16 so mm-hmm. yeah what did you do okay four years ago. <laughs> um i literally sat at the back of this court and screamed for about 10 seconds um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everyone starts somewhere. Everyone exactly. starts somewhere. Um, I don't know if you guys, you probably did, but um, Justice League is like, at the time it was the highest gross, no, sorry, it was the highest budgeted film ever. So like for me as an extra, I was literally schoolgirl number three. I had my own trailer, like a proper like van to myself and they gave me a chauffeur which was insane considering I was literally a background extra um and yeah so the budget of this movie was insane um actually fun fact our trailer park was right next to the trailer for Kingsman if you guys have heard of that that's more Kingsman I Kingsman is awesome I love me too I'm such a Tarrant Edgerton fan oh he's did you go did you go check it out um oh no i wasn't allowed but i obviously was <laughs> like we weren't even allowed to take photos which is such a shame um but yeah i i can't complain because they gave us free food so <laughs> it's all worth it. hey i mean can't complain with no, no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like that is so fun. Um, apart from that, just a bunch of student shorts and um, ads here and there, uh, and like educational films. How about you? 
<laughs> well, I'm an only I'm only an amateur actor. I am not in film, and I am not represented by an agency. Um, I I don't plan on like do making a career out yeah, of it or anything. Yeah. I just like doing local stuff. I do local theater and stuff. Um, so I've just done like you know local productions, theater, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, <laughs> not the same. My sister is going into acting and my father was a director um but uh, not oh, i really no. wow a family of like theater people that's super cool mm-hmm. you know yeah, what I, I, my my mother was in film wow but uh... you can't have me beat though <laughs> i was in the production of annie when i was in kindergarten oh, i was a little orphan wow. yeah that you is... know you know <laughs> just at my little school <laughs> what a flex oh my no. god that's another thing. Elementary school theater is not a something that I understand because that was not something that existed in my in my school community really? either. Like, yeah, my, not my school, not the schools that I knew. Like, none of us had elementary school. Like, theater only started for me in tenth grade. Um, I didn't do anything before. Wow, that. that's really li- like, oh yeah. my gosh, elementary school productions. I'd I'd say is not to be taken lightly. They are very serious, mm-hmm. very hardcore um, productions. Like in the UK, we have <laughs> nativity plays, which is every Christmas we get to do this reenactment of Mary and um, you know Jesus being born. Uh, but yeah, they were very serious stuff. Like the teachers would be like, "You guys aren't hitting the correct note." You guys aren't doing this properly. Rerun the whole thing again. <laughs> well, I mean, look, in the country where mystery plays turned into, uh, you know, the OG theater, it mm-hmm. makes sense. You got, you know, it's, it has to be taken very exactly. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> okay, going off of this, since we are talking about theater, <laughs> we should try different accents. I know it's going to be silly. Oh, no. We're just using Allison as because she has the perfect podcast British accent. So this is like oh, not gosh. a vocal warm up. We've been talking, but like a theater <laughs> exercise. Just, just okay. so all of you guys know out there. All right. Lana <laughs> wrote this down on our schedule for today's episode we have a schedule and we don't normally follow it all that much and we definitely haven't followed it too much today but this was point number oh, one wow. on the ske- on the on the agenda <laughs> today just so you all know <laughs> it was in parentheses okay <laughs> you know it was not it was a full sub point <laughs> And it had it had the asterisks around it and everything. No, you guys have to try it. Yeah, come on, hit me with your best British accent. No, no you got to tell us something this to say. I'm oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard, but like on TikTok, there's that one iconic phrase. It's like British chavs always say this. Um, apparently, but it's like, oh, it's 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 Tuesday, in it. <laughs> try that. <laughs> This is going to be so degrading. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> Lewis, you have to go first. Why? Because you're the one who's oh, dreading this God. the most. You can oh. do it. Should not have brought it up. At the be- <laughs> I should not have brought it up before we started recording. Um, okay, 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 okay. It's Tuesday. Isn't- Wait, what is it? It's Tuesday. Isn't it? Isn't it? But you've got to say it like chew. It's-, it's like a chew. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's okay, Tuesday. and now add some flair. Like, it's Tuesday, innit? <laughs> like, it's Tuesday, innit? It's okay, Tuesday, yeah, innit? Oh, oh my god. Yes, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty innit? good. Oh, 
gosh. In it. What else? In it. Um, in it. Oh, oh, I'm trying to think of like really British phrases. Um, I, why am I thinking of football talk? <laughs> Alison has a very posh accent. <laughs> you know, that's not something that I can easily reproduce. That North Americans can easily reproduce. But, it's she has a very posh. Yeah, accent. but like, oh <laughs> no, not at all. I feel like I have yes. a very standard like London accent. But I think it's a lot easier for British people to replicate American accents just because of all the media we can see. Try it. Try like, it. Mm. Okay, so give did me. You, give did me you some- scream in American in Justice League? <laughs> Um, no, I don't think I don't think it would have made a difference to be <laughs> just like in the cacophony of sound, like an American scream is. I don't. I, yeah, I think it was a British scream. Um, but give me something to say in America. I'll try. It okay, out. now Allison. Ah, uh, what's something American? What's something okay? We'll do something in a in a strong southern accent. South- okay, wait, no, that's that's pushing it a bit. I don't want to. A southern draw. Okay, let me start with a northern American. You expect? Then... Okay, so like. Um... Ooh, you want like well, a I Boston? I mean, Alana's supposed to be able to do all of them. You know, she's from both. <laughs> she's, she's from south, Whoa. north. She's from all over. The place. <laughs> wait, so do you want to do like a Boston accent, like a? I don't like or it to, no, like, not Boston. Long I feel Island is is what I picture a, a typical American sound like. What? I feel like your accent is just the archetype of American accents. Like okay, I'd agree. Alana's accent definitely is the archetype sure. of American accents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I live in Texas. I'm not originally from Texas, so I definitely don't have a Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am from like the Northeast. But I don't have like that typical like pack your car like gonna walk my doggies and have a cup of coffee like oh that. my like, gosh you know i don't yeah that's kind of thick. okay so oh i could not do that okay allison um i want you to i want you to say y'all like y'all better come here y'all better come here <laughs> Y'all that was better so come nice. here and play that some was... soccer with me. <laughs> let's go to the I mall. I mean, it, it was, that was to, the right accent, the but it was very nice. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was very poozy. It was so oh, nice. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You can tell yeah. it's American. <gasps> thank you. <laughs> Maybe next time, if I'm ever hired to scream again, I'll do that in American. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm trying to see if I can get an accent coach to come on the podcast. So we may have a similar episode. <laughs> well, something that's much better than I this. But uh, we, we may have something like that, like this happening in uh, a few weeks to a few months, depending on how long it takes to get a hold of them. Ooh. Yeah, you can you can kind of hear Lewis's um, Middle East, uh, uh, Midwest accent <laughs> Popping in here and there. Since when was he Middle East? Like what? Lewis is looking at himself. I'm I'm Middle Eastern. I didn't mean to say that. I was thinking Midwest, Midwestern. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh. I was like, I do not have a Middle Eastern English <laughs> accent. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> like I'm not from Dubai. <laughs> yeah, like you're um, what you're bilingual, aren't you? French and I. 
I am indeed. That's so yes. cool. I speak. I'm soon to be multilingual, but at the moment bilingual. Yeah, as soon as you got the Japanese under your belt. But um, can you say mm-hmm. like that? I love I love French in um in secondary school. So like I could probably converse mm-hmm. with you in very very broken French linguistics. Bonjour. Eh bien, on est déjà à la 51e minute de notre mind. podcast. On pourrait avoir une conversation. Um, yeah. Uh, so maybe my French proficiency isn't that like up to scratch. <laughs> Bonjour, no. C'est correct. Ça yeah. Ne dérange pas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I'm going to be honest. Actually, yeah. Someone, someone suggested having an, an entire episode in French at one of the wave meetings, I remember. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know how much Alana would be able to follow Bonjour. along though, if that was the case. That's it. We oui. <laughs> no, pardon. Well, you know what? At least she could do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, new song Wave Learning Festival. Bonjour. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably do it in Spanish. <laughs> Ooh, I love Spanish. I could not do it in yes. Spanish, but I can I could understand it. Mm-hmm. You guys should have a podcast episode where you're just speaking in different languages. I'm guessing. And we don't know what we're saying to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be uh-huh. really fun. I would definitely be listening to that one. Let me know if that ever happens in the future. Well, thank you so much, Allison. I think we're going beyond our time quite a much because I oh, think we're wow. just like going off of each other just talking talking yeah but thank you so much yep. we're thank really you far yes. <laughs> this this wonderful episode where allison interviewed <laughs> us more than we interviewed her. yes so we might we might require a part two at some point in and the future it's uh, getting late in london so <laughs> yeah. it's 11 p.m now it is. But it's bedtime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right thank you so much for having me this was a pleasure and I'd love to do a part two. In the Thank you so much for being yes. on the podcast. It was a pleasure to yeah, have you. So be sure to check out Wave's own YouTube and, of course, her other nonprofit that Allison is working with, Dear Asian Youth, where she has edited wonderful videos. So be sure to check out Wave Learning Festival and their YouTube. So thank you again, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.